Muppet fans, and welcome to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch the great Muppet caper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we have a super special first-time guest. It's an honor and a joy to have her with us. Guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm a first-time guest. (laughs) A super special first-time guest. I'm a super special first-time guest, and my name is Leslie Carrara Rudolph. And I do have a sidekick, Newhart. My dog is also with me. He might comment. Since there was a dog in my clip of the show that looks Oh, that's kind of true. Like yeah. Has Newhart uh, watched The Great Muppet Caper with you? You know what? He's not much for TV. <laughs> I don't know. Despite his name. Yeah. Who knew? And, and of course, I'm sure everybody knows that Leslie Cry Rudolph is a Muppet performer, our first ever Muppet performer guest. Uh, who plays Abby Cadabby on Sesame Street, as well as many other characters, and with many, many other Muppet and related credits. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. And today we are talking about minutes 59 and 60 of The Great Muppet Caper, in which Kermit and uh, Piggy continue their argument, and then begin a romantic bike ride to the song, Couldn't We Ride? So we pick up from last time with Piggy continuing to emote. She's saying, please, please, please. And uh, Kermit calls her out on her her overacting. Um, I ended up writing down this whole exchange where Kermit says, you're overacting. You're hamming it up. Piggy says, I am not. I'm trying to save this movie. Kermit says, oh, yeah, we'll try and save your performance instead. Piggy says, I'm playing 800 different emotions. And Kermit says, we'll try to play one of them right. So, one of my like, first of all, this is my favorite scene in this movie. It's fantastic, and I was going to say also, I suspect that this is a favorite scene for actors watching this movie. Yes, yes. You tell me the layers and why you like it. Well, so we've talked a lot in this movie about how Kermit and Piggy aren't really playing themselves. They're playing; they have a very different dynamic than what they did on the Muppet Show. They're like genuinely in love. Their affection for one another is very real. And it's so great to me that here, when they break character, they're right back into that Muppet Show dynamic, right? Kermit is exasperated. Piggy is kind of over the top and emotionally manipulative towards him. (laughs) And then they make up, they get back into the scene and they're in love and they go ride bicycles. And it's, it's the romantic comedy again, where, where they, you know, have a functional relationship. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it that way where, like so you're saying when they argue they're they're just being the usual Kermit and Piggy who right, have this contentious dynamic. Right. They're being who they are backstage on right. the Muppet Show. Well, I think also too the the way it's set up though is they're constantly they're constantly in this movie, they're making reference that they're making a movie. Right, you know, right. They're, exactly. they're like, you know, right up front where it's like I have to explain all this es- expose. It has to go somewhere. You know, and um when she starts explaining through the movie. So they're constantly saying that they're in a movie. What I like about this, what is really the layers of this scene, and you talked about from the acting standpoint, is that she's overacting, right? And she's milking it. And then they have this tiff, but you'll notice the music stops. It's almost like, music stops. They're emoting. And once they get into the argument, they're back and forth. And then um, like, fine, maybe I'll, so they're 
they're they're having real, like you said, they're having real feelings, but the tension of the movie and where they are seen is getting to them. And so they don't break character. They just charge right through it. They don't edit it out. And then when she turns to her back to the audience and has a real breakdown, and that's my favorite part because being able to turn your back as a puppeteer and and say how you're feeling is a really powerful moment. And then you don't even see her. And so you just, it's, you're just feeling her. And then once that happens, the music starts up again. Huh. So it becomes yeah. huh. scored again. So it's not scored, but it kind of manipulates you into a real tender moment because then the feelings become real. And then, and then um, when you, when they finally turn back to each other, you realize that there's a real moment between them. And that's super powerful because imagine if she lost it and didn't turn her back or did all that emoting up front. It was, it's a completely different thing where it, it focus you, you have to hyper listen. You have to hyper commit to that um, feeling. So I think that's really powerful. Like I, yeah. I, I love when you, there's only one <laughs> ironically it was an argument between Abby and Elmo <laughs> like we it was one season when we were dealing with emotions oh. and, um but I was really glad that I you know I I turned my back and I walked like I don't want to talk to you well. you know it was like and it's just just <laughs> I just think it was really well performed but then again, it was interesting that they chose to score it the way they did. Yeah, I hadn't even picked up on that yeah. about the, about the score coming in and out. Yeah, in fact, it That's goes. A nice detail. Okay, the music stops, like the hamming it up, you know, mending a wheel. Which? Thing? Oh, and there's a guy in the background mending a wheel the whole time, and he looks like <laughs> young Jim Henson. Did you huh. notice that? The guy at the bike stand. Yeah, he looks like a real young Jim Henson, and he's he's mending a wheel the whole oh, yeah. time. Yeah, I wasn't really looking to see what he was doing. I was. He's, I studied my clip. That yeah, was my good homework. work. Attention to detail. <laughs> he's mending a wheel because Kermit and Piggy are mending their relationship. Yeah, yeah. very aware of your career, pig. And he calls her pig. Yeah, yeah. Very aware of your career, pig. You know, I love. Well, I love. Speaking of calling her pig, there, I love that when he says you're hamming it up, like th there's no second. Like she doesn't get offended about being a pig joke. You right. know, mm -hmm. he, he doesn't. He doesn't underline it. Like the movie trusts you to get it. Be like, ha ha, hamming it up yourself yeah. without them hitting it too hard. Right. And I think that's great. It's easy to imagine them doing where she goes like, oh yeah, ham this. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting about the turning the back to the camera. I'm trying to think like you don't really see human actors do that kind of thing a lot, do you? No. It's something no. that puppets can get away with, I mean, maybe. Well, you can. I mean, like that's my thing. It was like an artistic moment, and what I really like, I imagine them like when you're working out a scene. I imagine it. Like, okay, all right, or how about when we get to walk, walk, or escalate it? You know, like, right. like maybe they had a safe point, not a safe point. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on these. Like, part of me feels like it wasn't necessarily a scripted moment, 
it, yeah, it, it, it a partially improvised moment like okay let's just have a thing how about i say walk 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 and then we'll get tension and then that's that's when we're gonna right yeah because she threatens back. to walk off the movie yeah and right she, well know, and right at the camera and said i'll walk you know yeah right. that's that what's so moment. great she she looks right into the camera and it's so like how long must frank have worked to like make sure that piggy's eye focus is right to look into the camera mm. it's yeah. not like frank is looking into the camera <laughs> you know well no yeah no that's a, that's a like they're they're really playing that moment and that's what's so that's what's so amazing about like puppeteering and you know my uncle Chuck McCann would always say you know he's Aww. like you have to know everything you're directing the scene you're seeing everything so you know actors don't get to do that they don't they come in they hit their marks and stuff but they beautifully orchestrated that moment and you can see where they're surrendering to the moment it doesn't feel for lack of a better word, manipulated because that's what you're doing. But it feels like they're so connected in the argument and like, okay, let's just get on with it. And like, and then she has a real moment. It doesn't say anything. And then Piggy's, you know, Kermit's like, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry, Piggy. I went too far. And that's when the music comes back in. Yeah. So then it kind of moves us back into the movie where you first like, wait a second is this the movie because there's music and then they go right into this beautiful song. So you, you care, you know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Kermit's apology seems so genuine too. Like, yeah, it, it really feels like he feels bad about having yelled at her. Well, yeah, it happens very quickly, but I think it's because he can see how genuinely hurt she is by everything that's going on. Right. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't feel sure. manipulative right. there. Right. No, yeah. I, I I agree with that for sure. Yeah. And then when she turns around and they look at each other like, oh, Kermit, and they look at each other, then you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. They really. Right. Well, 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 and it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also, it's fascinating. Like, it's so brilliant to me that. Like in the movie, they're having this very real fight about her and took taken off the night before, right? And the only way that they can resolve it in the Great Muppet Caper is to break reality and argue about acting instead. Hmm. Like they like they come back together, you know, she says, I'm sorry I left, whatever, but they don't really talk about it anymore. Like in a in a regular movie, there would be a scene where they actually work out, you know. I I lied and I'm actually this person and you know like there would be more fallout from her having done this this yeah. thing you know this deception but oh, we don't yeah. need we don't need that here like no, it's so much better that, the movie yeah it's so much better that it's handled by you know an argument about whether or not Piggy's being too broad as an actress you know or whatever like yeah, considering how broad they did the Busby Berkeley number which is awesome I totally you know that that stood out in my mind Charles Grodin oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it's all god. great oh my god he's just so awesome I know it's not my scene but I mean I, he's so he's so like wiggly nerdy slimy <laughs> bizarre he's just his choices are so unique and I just oh my gosh he's just was my favorite in this 
he's not yeah, he's great. he was my favorite <laughs> yeah he definitely one of the all-time great human co-stars in a Muppet movie commitment. oh it's epic yeah so yeah one thing i wrote down is this the best uh kermit and piggy argument because there are a couple others like in the john denver episode of the muppet show when uh they're all going to go on a trip to the swamp and she doesn't want to go. They have an argument or in the Muppets take Manhattan when Piggy is accusing Kermit of giving Jenny the huggies is, is oh, pretty good. Yeah. But I feel like I both, of those, like, the, both well, of those might be that mostly behind scene is. Yeah. That might be a close second, but it's still, I feel like yeah, it's real good. mostly for comedy. Whereas as we've just been saying, this has comedy. And also this is where a lot of the heart of their relationship in the movie is. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that Gregory Hines being there and being hilarious in that scene also makes it not quite as focused on the two of them. That's you know, true. I mean, he 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 gets to do all that like you gave Jenny the Huggies stuff. Right. You know. And, yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I, this feels like this feels like a real acting connective moment. You know, it's not. You know. It's just, it's a trust between the both of them and how well that they performed that and how well they read each other and really made it about the relationship. I mean, because that's what comedy is. Comedy is about relationships and connecting, you know, not necessarily about all the jokes and the shtick. And I mean, obviously, that's part of it, but it's the relationship, even the relationship to the physical comedy stuff and the commitment. You know, um, so I think this is just a really powerful moment and and layered, you know, and that's hilarious because here she is overreacting, right? Overacting. And then then they show us how well acting they do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. It, it all works perfectly. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit more here in the July 22nd, 1980 draft of the screenplay. Uh, Piggy had some more specific grievances about the movie. She says, it's a stupid script anyway. Twin brothers, red and white striped socks, climbing up drain pipes. It's enough to make you cry. <laughs> red and yeah, white striped that socks? That's be, interesting. I, I don't remember that from earlier in the draft, but I guess, I guess Nikki's socks were going to be striped rather than flowered. But I think they made the right choice. Although, I I do like the idea of her complaining about her big stunt. Yeah, that was yeah, very tedious for her to she do. She had a right? hard time with that. Um, and then in the draft, she tries to leave to go to the fashion show, but Kermit stops her and says that she can't leave yet because they have to do a production number, which would have been. Oh no! This is what this is way better. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, it just cuts to the yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, um, did either of you have any other thoughts on the duck pond before we move on? <laughs> I don't need this duck what? pond. <laughs> like, uh, like what? Like there has to be a duck pond <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> like, I don't know. like that's such a random thing to say. You know, it's just yeah. like I don't need a duck pond. <laughs> like there has to be a duck pond. <laughs> we have to do it. You know, <laughs> why do we watch yeah. it? I mean. I don't it know. Just, I think I, so, yeah. makes it funnier, I think. Um, but uh, no, I was going to say it's there's an interesting parallel to me between the Muppet movie and this, where Piggy leaves after the Mel Brooks part. She gets a call from her agent, right? Uh, she leaves, and then the and then the film breaks, 
And then when we come back into it after Fozzie's big song, Piggy's hitchhiking and she rejoins the gang. So there, reality breaks. Like, Kermit and Piggy have a fight. Not a fight, really. She just ditches him, I guess. Yeah. But Kermit and Piggy go their separate ways. Then reality breaks. The film is broken. Then when it comes back, hey, Piggy's back. Everything's fine. Here, Kermit and Piggy are going to break up, you know. What? I said you'd said Piggy back. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) um, But here, yeah, they they are going to break up it seems and then reality breaks by them re- talking about being in a movie and then they're back together and happy so both of the movies reunite Kermit and Piggy by like stepping outside of the reality of the film but I wonder if one. any of that was intentional yeah because I feel I feel like I don't know I feel like the Muppet movie agent thing is a different vibe because yeah, yeah for sure for sure yeah as as far as the film the third wall thing, you know, whereas this, they all know that they're making this film, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah no, I, I agree with that. I just mean, it's interesting to me that like, that's how you get Kermit and piggyback together is to like somehow step outside of the movie, mm-hmm. even though it's very different. Yeah. Way and again, it. it's the kind of thing the Muppets can get away with that. Maybe not everybody could. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's definitely their signature yeah. thing. So, so that brings us then to the musical number. Couldn't we ride? Uh, in which we find Kermit and Piggy riding bicycles. Uh, Piggy's wearing a different outfit, as I think I mentioned a week or two ago. Um, although it did just occur to me, she might have been wearing this dress under the coat that we see her wearing. I just lost the hat. The back pond. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> maybe she threw the hat in like a, a flight of fancy. You think she threw it into the duck pond? She might have thrown it into the duck pond. Yeah, that, that seems like something Piggy would do when she's in love and yeah, doesn't care, yeah. right? So, yeah, it's lucky that they had this argument right in front of a bike rental stand because... I think she used her hat to pay for her bike rental. Oh, she bartered it? <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to the guy mending a tire wearing Piggy's oh, I'd hat. I'd love to see that. Oh, man. Oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> My darn uh, it is a very nice hat. Yes. So, yeah, this is, it's a very nice song. Um, it's also uh, a great example of Jim Henson and the Muppets topping themselves because in the Muppet movie, we saw Kermit riding a bike outdoors for a few seconds. And in this one, we see Kermit and Piggy both riding their bikes all over this park. Just let's take this cool idea and make it even cooler. This was filmed on September 4th, 1980 in Battersea Park in London, which is a park that you can still go to and hang out in. This was actually the first thing they filmed for the movie, which is kind of mind blowing, but why not get the, you know, one of the most complicated things out of the way first, I guess, was probably the reasoning. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the idea is they had this big, complicated outdoor, like stunt, stunt piece, basically. So maybe the rest of the movie seemed easy in comparison. And th- they're just using several different puppet tricks here and and technical tricks and filmmaking tricks and kind of switching between them. So when we see the full bodies of the characters riding the bikes, those are essentially like glorified marionettes that are being pulled under a big crane. Um, there's an entry on the Jim Henson's Red Book blog that explains further. There were three different types of platforms rigged to the crane. 
When Miss Piggy and Kermit rode side by side and then turned in two circles, the marionettists worked on two circular platforms. As wow. the bicycles went into their circles, I think we'll see some of this next week, uh, the crane stopped moving and the momentum was carried on by the puppeteers who worked around the outside of the platforms. Once the puppeteers got back to their start position, the crane started up and the bicycles continued on a straight path. Now, I'm not sure I understand all of that, but it's really cool <laughs> that they figured out how to do it. Yeah, I love it. I love the words to this song. But one of the things I am slightly distracted by how large the um, Waldo headed piggy is, <laughs> but you know, where she's singing, you know, when I'm, you know what I mean with yeah. the Waldo control, so the, like the remote right? controlled. Yeah. Can you explain what a Waldo is for listeners who might not yeah, know? Yeah. It's kind of like, um, so um, actually they have one for Abby um, for her when she rides her little tricycle, they've only used it mm. twice. Um, but it's like, um, gosh, it's kind of hard to explain. If you were to put your hand in like a glove, you know, or, or, um, you would mimic what you would lip sync your hand to. It's like a, um, a device that you would do your lip sync on and it's hooked up remotely to the actual puppet. So you would, your lip sync and singing would, um, radio control too. I don't know the technical way to it to explain it, but your lip sync, your your puppeteering off site in this little hand insert to move the lip sync to your puppet. <laughs> right. So you're controlling you're sitting there controlling sure. a puppet yeah. that is across the studio or across the, the Right. Basically put your hand in this like little glove and doing the lip sync. It's kinda hard to a little hard yeah. to explain. You're going to have to put a picture up on your website, but um, <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it was interesting because they would st- like they started like Kermit would sing right, and you could see him singing, and you would they'd offer the cl- the close ups of him right. singing so you could like, puppeteer from yeah, underneath. That's the regular Kermit hand puppet, right? Right, and then but was interesting to me is like in my particular minute thing, they started the lip sync with the, the, uh, um, with piggy on the bike. And then they would cut to the close up of the actual, you know, puppeteer doing it. But I was just like, Oh my God, Miss Piggy's head is so big on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just broken. And her hair's not insane. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, so that was the only part I found distracting. I was like, oh, man, yeah. just shoot her on the close-up. Yeah, I see what you mean. She starts singing a yeah. line in the like b- behind Kermit in the background, and it's the Waldo right. version where she's kind of moving differently. And then it cuts to her finishing that line of the song in a close-up as the hand puppet. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, yeah it definitely <laughs> looks different. Yeah, well, and, and I think that that really – I think it really helps to see the hand puppet, though. Like – I think the audience is probably just starting to think that she looks strange. You know, yeah, maybe, no, I love it. Maybe subconsciously. You know, they're very, it's very daring. I just, um, it was nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, this is the real piggy. Don't worry. Here she is in close up. See? Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, there is uh, this moment where the two dogs run right past the bikes. And I'm not sure why that's there. It's a nice little 
detail. Well, do we think it was planned? I don't or... know. Um, it's one dog runs past and then another dog runs past. Like, I kind of wonder if... Yeah. It does seem, like, very well-timed to be coincidental, you know, with, like, the complicated bike riding yeah. effects and everything, but... Unless... But, yeah, it, it it certainly makes it feel like they're in a real park, just out for a ride. Right, I was wondering you know? if it was that, and then maybe also, like, are we supposed to think those two dogs are in love? Like, the, the two dogs are out for a nice uh, run in the park? I don't know. I believed it. I believe that it was there on purpose, and I believe those two dogs were there in love. The first one, the white one, was obviously <laughs> new, and the second one was like, woo! <laughs> But no, I think that's yeah. Oh yeah, I buy it. I I I believe that they had that there on purpose. That's what I'm going to believe. Do you have any theories on on why they would include that? Because it adds authenticity yeah. and and um, whimsy and heart and playfulness. Yeah, that all of those things are definitely true. When you see those dogs run through the shot, right? You're like, oh wow, this is a moment. Yeah. If it was just you know you can you can organize extras, but who goes the extra mile? An organized animals frolicking at the same time. <laughs> yeah. One, so I love <laughs> yeah, dog extras. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of mentioned this a little bit when you noticed the Waldo, uh, Leslie, but when you watch a scene like this, are you like, are you kind of distracted thinking about like, where is the puppeteer or are you able to just kind of just w- watch the scene and enjoy it? I am able to enjoy it might be, you know, when I saw this film, and I know you guys asked this at the end, I saw it in the movie theater with my best friend, Wayno. Yeah. And we, like, we were total Muppet crazy. Wayno and I, um, we collected frogs. I collected frogs. So, like, so Kermit was very big. Like, my, my big graduation gift from college, my parents gave me, and everybody gathered around and presented me with the Kermit the Frog telephone. That was like my uh, we're gonna car trip to Hawaii. Uh, like, oh my God. Or like she's opening it. And I'm like, oh my God, I got <laughs> And so I just enjoy the characters, you know. I think now that I, I never imagined my a dream coming true and me being in where I am right now, I pinch myself. So maybe now I probably look at it that way but i don't want to you know i I just want to enjoy the moment you know and try to figure out because i think once you once you start doing that or you know then then you stop you know enjoying the story maybe if you watch it three times and then you want to figure out how it's done that's fine but nah i just enjoy it that's nice Mm -hmm. and then yeah the song itself uh is a very nice song yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say, you know, we talk. We always talk about this as a bicycle scene. Anytime, right. I feel like this scene comes up, but it's it's a gorgeous song, and Jim and Frank sing the heck out of it. Thanks. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are a lot of there's some lyrics I really like. Um, there's the line Kermit has lovely pictures dance in your eyes. I, yeah. I like that's it sounds so poetic, and then something about the way he enunciates pictures. I've always really liked the sound of that. Uh, and then Piggy has a line about watch the wind play tra- tag in the trees. That's just kind of evocative of, of being in the park and watching the trees. Kermit says it all seems so rare. And earlier in the first time it happens, uh, uh, I think Piggy says the first time together, how simple, how rare. Oh, you're so right. 
it's like I wonder if Joe Raposo just had that word in his head as like uh, like fleeting romantic moments. That's how you describe them. Yeah, I didn't know it was. Uh, like, or, you know, it's it's like it, it's it's just an echo, and it's interesting to me. Yeah, I like that. What, sorry, Leslie. What? Oh, I agree. Well, you picked up the same. Well, the lyrics, um, the wind playing tag in the trees, which is beautiful. And like, again, the dogs running by, you know, it's authentic. Um, you know, Miss Piggy seems so right, but it, 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 it feels so rare. And um, I didn't realize, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that she, he had echoed himself that way, but it is pretty, pretty rare, you know, the moment. You know, so yeah, maybe he did have that in his heart while he was writing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the clip pretty much ends in the middle of the song. So we'll have to wait until next week to hear how it ends. Yep. But um, any other Mm -hmm. thoughts on these minutes or the bikes or the song? Uh, Leslie, I'll start with you. Um, I'm well, thank you for, I'm glad I got the minutes that I got. And I really do okay. think it was a, a, a really wonderful acting moment, you know, because I think that people are so, at least not people, but sometimes people get their heads on about, because when you're a, a puppeteer and if you don't have eye blinks or if you don't have, you know, um, all the whistles and bangs of that. Some of the puppets are a lot of our puppets are just mouth open, mouth closed, you know, and you don't blink. We don't, you know, in order to look down, you have to emote everything. Every emotion has emotion and subtlety and all those things play into it. So it's such a beautiful masterclass with the both of them and taking the moment and really just hundred percent performing that piece and to, to be, strong enough to say, no, I'm not going to, I don't want the camera to see me vulnerable. I'm turning my back and I'm upset. Hmm. And, 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 and Kermit picking up on that, like, Oh, okay. Sorry. And you can really hear it in their voice and stuff. You're not looking at their lip sync and you're not looking at, you know, you're just accepting them from that, that moment, you know, and you can, you know, I think that's what I think is amazing about, you know, I, I'm still learning. It's always a learning process, but being able to see it's the moments that happen in between the lines that I think are most powerful hmm. and whether or not your character is breathing and thinking, you know, if your character looks like it's thinking or, you know, so I think it's, um, I really enjoyed my clip <laughs> like Good. and the music is beautiful. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that Anthony. guy mended that wheel. He mended that wheel. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> that guy's the MVP of the whole movie. <laughs> he looks like a young Jim Henson. He does. <laughs> uh, so, Anthony, any final thoughts on the minutes? I I don't think I can top that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Leslie, we like to ask our guest. You you talked about this a little bit, but. Um, what's your history with the movie? Do you, you obviously you said you remember the first time you saw it? Uh, how do you rank it among the other Muppet movies? And you, I guess, might have an interesting perspective, or I don't know if your perspective has has shifted because you've actually worked with some of the people who worked on this movie, so that's probably yeah. a, a unique perspective. 
I do have a unique perspective in that sense. Well, I, I saw this movie with my best buddy, Wayno. We were Muppet nerds, like I was saying. Like, we would wear frog shirts, and we were just like... So we saw it in the movie theater. It is... Um, I, and I love Muppets Take Manhattan. You know, the first Muppet movie, of course, is because you get a tender spot going like, oh, my God, what am I seeing? What is happening? This is so beautiful. Um, so I would have to put, like, it's kind of tied Mupp uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, you're saying maybe Muppets Take Manhattan and the Muppet movie at number one, tied? Yeah, maybe. And then this would be. Now, the reason I like this is because Charles Broden and I <laughs> love the musical numbers. But I have to say my favorite part about this is seeing Jerry Nelson and his daughter. And so, like, oh. when I was watching the movie, you know, I froze it and clicked the picture of it. And, you know, Jerry Nelson, he was my Jim Henson since I didn't wasn't blessed to work with Jim Henson. But when I worked on Muppets Tonight, which is, like, going to be 23 years ago now, mm. um, Jerry Nelson took mm. me under his cape, his wing, <laughs> his back cape, and, um, you know, chose me to be in his right hand and everything. So um, when other people wouldn't, when everybody else was being picked for kickball, except for me, I was the last pick. Huh. <laughs> Jerry would pick me. But because I was, you know, I don't know, I was learning. And yeah, I couldn't believe I was there. But so I do like that. I look forward to that part in the movie. And... Oh, what was the other question? Um, my perspective on it? Oh, I, I think that was it. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think you you, you pretty much covered it. I think I covered yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Anthony, I think you wrote an article on Tough Pigs a few years ago about how Jerry Nelson kind of has more to do in this movie than any of the others. Yeah. I mean, certainly of the first three. Other I mean, than like, Christmas you know, Carol, I think, maybe. Like I said, Christmas. Christmas Carol is really the one where he gets to play Tiny Tim, oh, and is, Ghost of Christmas Present, oh and and Jacob Marley. Right, Robin is one of my favorite characters, Robin and Rolf. But I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, Christmas Carol. It's okay. it's certainly okay. But um, but yeah, he, you know, pops gets a song here, and right, Lou Zealand gets some great bits, and you know, it's just he pops up more than he did in the Muppet movie, I think. Yeah, where Camilla was kind of like his main character. <laughs> right, I think that was the thing. Yeah, Camilla is there, but she's just occasionally clucking. Whether whereas he has actual lines and songs here, yeah. right? And of course, Floyd speaks a fair amount in the Muppet movie, but he's only in a couple scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, if there is nothing else, then we can uh, wrap things up for today. Listeners, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet and also Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and whatever else. You can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe, and Anthony is on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. And Leslie, where can people find you on the internet? Ooh, okay. Um, well... Actually, Lolly Lardpop is more present than I am usually. So, and and I inadvertently, Lolly Lardpop has a Twitter account. <laughs> inadvertently. Well, someone, the person who signed up for the Facebook, hooked it to Twitter, and I don't know the password or whatever. So, whenever <laughs> Lolly posts on Twitter, it's usually pictures or a video. It's not a tweet, but they're fun, and it goes mm. back to the website. 
I'm also on Instagram at Lolly Lard Pop. Again, um, you can find usually I post like Newhart, Abby, Lolly, things like that. And then um, uh, I have a radio show style podcast that I write with my friend Jamie Don Moyer. And that's Lolly's Radio Playdate. Please check that out. It's really great for kids. Yes, that's delightful. Yeah, that's family. Ryan helps me with that. <laughs> and uh, Lolly also yeah. has a, a YouTube channel. Yes, I have a, Lolly has a YouTube channel. And then um, I perform live in New York. I have a residency at the Lori Beachman. So I can do, I do a thing called Bizarre Brunch. There's some fun things coming up for Sesame Street. I'm going to be at Jazz at Lincoln Center, which is exciting. Oh, yeah. With um, the Wynton Marcellus Orchestra. And wow, yeah. Something else is happening. I can't tell you. So Ooh, I don't know. Exciting. But, but if you follow Lolly Lardpup on Instagram, I usually post stuff there and on Facebook. I'm a horrible at Facebook, by the way, as a person, as Leslie. I'm the worst. <laughs> I've never <laughs> I've never checked messages ever. I just kind of went, oh, let's pretend I never saw it. So, <laughs> me a message ever? I'm sorry, I never saw it. Yeah, well, <laughs> social media is a, a a jungle. I yeah, but uh, yes, everyone, keep an eye on Lolly Lard Pop everywhere uh, for, for updates. And if you don't mind, please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found our podcast. And please tell all your friends about the show. And join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. See you later. Bye. I know all about your career, pig.